0: From Relay FM, this is the Pan Addict, episode 407. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Harry's. I am joined, as always, by the man with the
1: plan, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey, Mike Hurley, thanks for having me today. Is that how this works? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, appreciate, I appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, Thanks. good. Thanks. Thank you. It's yeah. You've had me on 407 consecutive episodes, but I still appreciate it. It is it
0: is a trade secret that I am actually the owner and proprietor of the thepenaddict.com. <laughs> I own, it was a poker game, and I won the rights, and that can be entered into the lore of the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you have mm-hmm. it. So, uh, appreciate you having me back for the 407th time.
0: We'll see how you do. Maybe I'll have you back next week. <laughs>
1: i think i'm doing okay mike i'm i'm efforting this kickstarter pretty well I, Ooh, i'm uh. not gonna lie i'm doing a i'm doing a fine job over here <laughs> if i do say so myself if i do say in kickstarter management world I, i'm i'm crushing it like yep. this is no visionaire happening over here we're not putting um we're not putting india ink in your fountain pens people
0: yeah, except except for the part where we have absolutely completely not been able to fulfill
1: anything at all. We're doing pretty oh, well on yeah. this one. <laughs> this is like a total fake Kickstarter. Like we just uh-huh. did a project to collect money to spend on a different project. Yes, that's yeah, where, that's, so. that's where we are right now. Just kidding, just kidding. I, I have the pin, Mike. It's it's here. That's it. Right. That's I don't know. If prototype. It's a prototype. It's yeah. not the actual right. thing. Oh, yeah, I don't have 888 of these mm. here, so that would be that would be quick production. So um, I have the prototype. I have signed off on the prototype. I've paid a 50% down payment for the production of the pins, and I'm feeling pretty, pretty hyped about it. So um, that's where the pin manufacturing is. Now we're working on the poster manufacturing with Anna and Bob at Skylab Letterpress. So we have a sneak peek of the poster that... Um, You know, like, again, this is in the early stages and, you know, the layout could change and we're working on, I finished out, uh, fleshing out the names for the, um, all the top discs, you know, we're going to have an index, right? We wanted if we were going to do this pen, we knew myself included, people would have questions. Oh, what is this? What is this, uh, finial design? What is that finial design? So part of the campaign is we're also making a poster and to give you the index, so you can look up, say, "Oh, that's a really neat little top disc. What pin was that from?" And that's what this poster will be. So, what do you think? What do you think about that? It's going to be an eight Very by nice. ten poster. So, you think you can, you know, maybe big enough to frame, but you can at least hang it and uh, have a reference to it. Yeah? So,
0: I, I have a question for you. Looking at the poster, the poster will be in the show notes, so people want to see it. So, there are some blank ones uh, right now. Mm-hmm. It's and and I'm assuming some of the blank ones are because you don't know the names of them. Or we to wanted to get
1: we wanted to get the official names. Yes. Mm. So, so that has all been taken care of as of this recording. Excellent. it's, well, it's here's not the, question on the physical copy. Yeah.
0: The the number one, the nineteen one. Mm-hmm. Was that designed for this campaign?
1: No. Oh. do you know what number one is? No. It is pinball. Which I thought it was a generic, but huh. it's the okay. it's the bumper. It's the, you know the top, bu- not the bumpers, but what are the, the the circular discs that bounce the ball? Like if yeah, you, I know the the about. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about. That's actually that design from pinball.
0: I don't remember the pinball version. Okay. Yep. So that it is just really a good. 1951 logo because I was going to say if they made that for this campaign. Nope. then that should be the that should be called celebration. Because funnily enough, there isn't a top disc for this
1: pen then. It, it well fifty one is the top disc, but it's the classic retro fifty one logo.
0: Oh, I was looking at it the wrong way around. But okay, so here's the question I'm going to ask them: Have they mm-hmm. ever used that logo as a finial design before?
1: I would wager. So what you're what you're getting at is, can we call it celebration? Yes, I'll find out.
0: Okay, other that's than a that, good question. I like any that question. of the blank solid colors. Have they all been used?
1: Any of the blank? You solid see, like colors? number thirty four yes. is
0: just a blue.
1: Yeah, so that's part of the design, right? So under the clip are four solid colors, red, Mm -hmm. blue, green, and silver. Those are the original four Uh, finial colors from the very first tornadoes that they made. So there is a historical significance to those.
0: Amazing. I'm loving learning all these little details.
1: Yeah. But since they were kind of plain, they go under the clip. Like, it's the perfect perfect uh item to go under the clip and there's like there's a couple mistakes in this like 32 is listed as pen but that's the system that's mike dudek's the system yes uh the orange disc so you know but we have we have one through 51 completely filled out this was just an early sample i was kind of working off of um to this is fun this is a fun little part of the
0: project i think to have this little uh what i would call a key
1: Um, yes it's a key
0: provided Mm -hmm. i think all of the best products come with a with a physical
1: key (laughs) Uh, especially a pen (laughs) For making a pen with an instruction set
0: genuinely this poster i think is 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 like becoming one of my very 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 favorite parts of this whole process it's like having Mm. that all listed there that's it's really Mm. nice and then we'll have to see who's going to be the first person to memorize the 51 of them
1: there is when I was going through this yesterday, I was doing it on Twitch because I had to finish, I had mm. to get all this information to Anna. So we were going through and I was getting help. I There is a huge amount of these that I did not know the name of. You know, oh, I've seen sure. them, but, but just cannot recall the name. And then there's some really special editions on here too.
0: Well, but there were ones that I requested to be in the list that mm-hmm. I don't know the names of the pens, but totally. I know like, so uh, which one is one of the ones that I wanted? It's the... Uh, I need to bring it, the poster back up again, but it's the it's the red and white striped pen, and I did never remember the name of it. And it is number twenty two, which you mm-hmm. don't have the name for on the the version that's in the show notes. But like mm-hmm. I just said to you, like I love this one, but I don't know the name of this pen. Like right, so that's that's a fun thing. Oh, yep. I like how Gone yep. fishing is in there. I'm pleased we got stuck that one in there. Yes, that's ended that ended up was... being a, like in the addict lore a little bit.
1: Exactly, and that yeah. was actually. At retro's request, not saying that we sh- not saying we have to have that, but it's like, oh, you should do this one because it's like right now, and this was before all the lunker stuff. Came they knew, out. Why. like we decided on, why. yeah, yeah. So they were uh, they were ahead of the game on that yeah,
0: one. Yeah, and I'm sure. happy that that we did say to them, like as you said to me, and you looked at yourself, like what ones would you like in there.
1: Cause sure this, this is, is a collaboration. this is a joint
0: project like this is very different, like this you know, in case you hadn't worked out by now like this, uh, this is a very different design process to like the regular retro fifty one design process where it's kind of like a little bit more like we give you know we would give them a design, they would say what they could do or couldn't do with it, and maybe simplify right. it and go forward and then we would pay them for the for the privilege but this time it is a little bit more like all right we want to do this thing with your brand mm-hmm. so let's all kind of let's collaborate a little bit more on it and it's maybe well, it a celebration you know goodness.
1: we kind of need their approval to put all exactly. these logos on this poster and on this pen so it's we we
0: we have contributed um Maybe one, two uh, <laughs> of, our, of our own, uh,
1: mostly your,
0: I think all your uh, intellectual property mm-hmm. to this band. <laughs> Everything else belongs to Retro 51. Yeah. All my So, goodness.
1: um... Yeah, or there, there's a Joey Feldman, there's yeah. a Matthew Morse in here, a couple other things, there's a a one in here. So, a couple things like that that we we asked to include. So, um the only thing I haven't tested on the physical prototype that I have is the glow in the dark mm. part of it, but I sent Tyler, Tyler was running by my desk one day at home and I said, "Hey, come do something for me real quick." And he's like, "What?" And I gave him the pen. I said, "Go stick it in the window in the sun, then glow in the closet and shut the door." So, he's like, "Okay." and um so he i said it glows in the dark like i told him what i was going to do i I said it it should glow in the dark so he went over there stuck it in the sun went over the closet shut the door and goes oh (laughs) So that's all i hear from him so it must be pretty good
0: you assume it works then yeah i'm assuming it works there was something completely unrelated hilarious
1: (laughs) yeah or there was some something that they snuck in there that i've that i haven't seen yet but i i I doubt that so Mm -hmm. yeah it, it should be good should be good so i i'm loving this so the next steps um we're probably close to not talking about this as much because once we go into production we'll just sit for three months or so and wait for them to be done so once i know that they're in the queue and we get a production date we'll share that but otherwise we'll just be uh waiting you know we'll have the poster finished up signed off on um i have to work on packaging Um, Me and Ana are working on that just, you know, on how to physically package the the pen and the the poster, you know, in the best way possible. But um, yeah, we're about to go into probably a quiet time for this project until it's time to ship. And then um, I might just have to use the Kickstarter funds to fly you over to help me with the shipping and fulfillment of this project.
0: (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) <laughs> good luck, uh, you know, good luck Brad.
1: I would do it, but like, good luck getting me on a plane, friend. Yeah, I know, the last thing I want to do is go through the Atlanta airport and mm-hmm. you the London airport. I can't think of any less place that I want to be than the world's two busiest airports. I
0: will offer to you right now if you want to bundle up all of the European orders and ship them to me. I will fulfill them from home.
1: Nah, not a big deal. Okay. I'm just playing, so at least the packaging will be easy. This will not be a months long shipping process i should have uh, a reasonable workflow created when when it's all said and done
0: uh, i have uh some follow-up i received the pen yesterday oh yeah what'd you get Ooh. mark Juan apollo solid what do you think it's wonderful it's not what i expected really
1: it's very different, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Based on your expectations of the Mark One, right? Yes. Like you, you, know what the Mark One is, uh huh. And then you get this pen, and to me, it feels very different. Why do you think that?
0: Well, the the click is still very satisfying, but it is different. I don't know if you found that to be the case. There is, it feels slightly different to me.
1: I think it's the finish and the materials. It is made of different materials. It's slightly heavier, right? So there's a little bit more of a thud as opposed to just a lightweight thud. This is a heavyweight thud. It's less clicky. I find yes, like the original one has seeing. more
0: of a like a clickiness to it, and yeah, so thud is a good way to put it, right? Still right. very satisfying, but oh gosh, different, yeah. right? Like the, the, it is different, but like I can say it's not surprising. The entire thing is made of stainless steel, I believe, right? Like I think even some of the mechanism is. I, I know it's different anyway to, mm-hmm. to the standard mechanism. It is heavy beyond the level that I expected it to be. It's <laughs> really it's, yeah.
1: Well, I, I guess did, I'm such a stainless steel pen fan that it doesn't. I, I don't, don't notice I don't it have much. A I notice of the pens, weight,
0: right? Right. I definitely don't use any that are not aluminium, right? Like sure, a heavier metal for me, like stainless steel or brass or copper, I don't use very often. So, mm-hmm. like, I am a frequent user of my regular Mark One. So, comparatively, like, it feels the same when I pick it up, right? Like, it it feels the same. Like, it's the same length, right? The same shape, size. So it's a surprise when I'm writing with it and I can feel my hand being pulled down to the page, right? Like it's, it is a sure, very yes. different beast. It's, and I'm, uh, you know, it's absolutely beautiful. Like the, the the finish that they have is so good to look at. And it like, it picks up like fingerprints and stuff in a way that I find very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can kind of polish it. It's And the yeah, this is a, they did obviously a great job. I immediately swapped out the Fisher Space Pen Refill for the Schmidt, re- Schmidt refill the
1: yeah i got the the blue fisher space pen that i that uh, refill that i like the fine blue ballpoint which i prefer yeah, All right, just- so i'm going to i'm going to make you pick one we're going to i think we're going to play this game a lot this this episode hmm. original or apollo edition for mark one you only get one original this is actually harder for me <clears throat>
0: This is a special edition pen that I'm really pleased that I own, but if yes. I had to use one of them every single day, I would use the original. I think
1: I pick original too. Yeah. And I love this pen so much. I love this pen. Um I will say just a sidebar, anytime I sneak a Mark 1 into a picture of mine, I it's inevitable that I will get get asked, "Ooh, what is Me that too. pen?" So Me they too. just they People like these pens. They, so they did a good job.
0: I was thinking about this, like, why do I prefer the original? And I think it's because mm-hmm. the original is, like, the the perfection of the design that they created. Mm-hmm. And then the Apollo is a different version of that, right? Yeah. Where, like, mm-hmm. maybe if you were starting from scratch with all these materials, you would come to a slightly different place. Like, there's nothing wrong with this pen. It is amazing. But it is different. And I am just, like, such a big fan of the original. Mm-hmm. This isn't the original it is a special thing right where it's like i have pro gears that i've paid way more money for but are not better even in usage than an original pro gear because like you've added different materials to them you've made it way differently you've made it like perform differently because of its additions um so it's like a similar thing to me in that regard but like yeah, i am or i'm all about this pen, like I absolutely yeah. love it, and it's like just as a object, one of the better looking objects that I own, right? Like just bar none. Like like it, it, this thing is stunning. Like it's got yes. this. I don't, you know, I know how they did it, but still don't know how they did it, right? Like this, this really dark finish. It's like it looks like it came out of space. It really is like <laughs> a, a cool, very, very cool pen. It's executed perfectly mm-hmm. as you would what expect. Alright, we have something really special to talk about today, uh, but before we do that, let me thank our first sponsor of the episode, that's Pen Pen have your favorite brands and all the products that you're looking for, whether you want Stuff from Sailor or Koveco, Lamy or Pilot, Pelican, Monteverde, and many, 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 many more. They are an authorized dealer of all of these products. They sell rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, pen holders and refills, converters and cases, and so much more. They do free shipping on orders of over fifty dollars in the US. They sell internationally with great shipping rates. Penchale are doing discounts as as often as they can, like every couple of weeks, they have new products and also new discounts. And they're offering high quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you go to penchalet.com, that's P E N C H A L E T dot com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website, enter the password PenAddict for this week's special offer, and you can get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at penchale at any time, and also to get a look at some special offers. That Pen have purely for Pen Addict listeners. What have you found, Brad?
1: So, I've been going through a little bit of withdrawal, Mm. like shopping withdrawal. Like, we didn't get to go to, you know, the Pen Show, Atlanta Pen Show, and there's nothing, you know, on the calendar these days. And I I thought I would be able to hold out a little bit longer. And and, I mean, right up to this minute, yes, I've held out, but I'm breaking. (laughs) <laughs> Mike and, and the things that Pinchele has that interest me. The Leonardo Messenger, which is not quite the material depth of the Memento Zeros and the Furore's, but it's a really neat, unique color pen. Mm. The price is gonna make me get one of these there's five different colors and 366 of each color for this model and i'm exasperated that i probably need to go get one of those and i've already bought one of those um i did for a giveaway secondly the monte grappa monte grappa fountain pen is on sale and actually got an email about this that's a good price from yeah, from a listener was talking about you know that range of pens like the the Monte Grappa Elmo that I enjoy so mm-hmm. much. She's like, well, would you get the Elmo or would you get the Montegrappa? In with the discount, it's in the same price point. I said I would get the Montegrappa because of the filling mechanism. Um, it's a great price. Like, yeah, it's in. With the with the coupon, it falls into that category, which is it's it's a new realm for that. So yeah, there's and the the page just keeps going on and on and on. Um, at the very bottom, Ron has snuck in a little uh Pelican M two hundred five Star Ruby. He must have uh his last few ready to roll out. So if you missed out on that one, that one's on there as well. Mm. So yeah, really really good stuff uh, as usual.
0: Penchalet.com, p e n c h a l e t Dot com. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet for their continued support of this show and FM. So we have a very brand new, brand spanking new pen to talk about today. Uh, we are working once again with our friends at the Canalea Pen Company to talk about their brand new release. Um, so I will say right now that Canalea have sponsored the show in the past. They're sponsoring in the future, but they have not sponsored this episode, but they have provided both me and Brad with their new pen. I've had it for many weeks. Brad's had it for less time, this is, which is a once-in-a-lifetime uh, thing for me to have had a pen before <laughs> you. Uh, I got to see it before you because... Yeah. Uh, Carol it was only like a week ahead, but it was. But look, Brad, for me, that's amazing. <laughs> you get everything first, right? I get everything last. That's the way these things tend to go. But Hugh mm-hmm. and Carol sent it to me, and what I like about this, they they never send us any information, right? We never get any information. Right. The first information we get about the pen is in opening the package. So this pen is called the Kona Cherry. Um, and if you don't know about cameleia pens, they, they, all of their designs focus on something from Hawaii, um, and it's typically an image um, of some description that makes the, the, the pen itself. Now, Kona Cherry is themed after the world-famous Kona Coffee in, from Hawaii. Everyone's heard of Kona Coffee. And the pen is red because of the cherry of which the bean is in. Uh, I think that they made the right move rather than making a fully brown pen, uh, right <laughs> to go with red yeah uh, to go that would with be the cherry a roasted, rather than the bean. that would be mm-hmm. a roasted Kona. Mm-hmm. so we both have the what 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 is it, the classic i think design? classic flush classic yes. flush I think, when i'm always yeah. I, I always forget that they have other designs because like, right there's i'm only totally one stuck on mind. this one yeah which is yep. classic flush all of mine are that design but they do have a bunch of designs uh, we'll talk about availability of the pen in a minute because they're doing some interesting stuff because I think this was supposed to be launched alongside of a pen show, but
1: obviously that yes.
0: that didn't that don't, don't I happen. I think
1: this was going to be timed with Chicago, like Chicago would be right. coming up in another week or so, so that would be like the time frame, and I think they were going to be at the Chicago pen show. So you want feedback on this pen? I want to know what you think. You want me to go first? Mm-hmm. I bought it. I know you did. I saw the email. (laughs) This is the second Canalea pen that I own. I've owned a third one in the past, but I've sold it. I now own two Canalea pens. So that tells you what I think about this pen. And here's why I purchased this one. And like why I didn't purchase. What was the purple one called? I I meant to pull this up uh, right before that you have.
0: Yeah, I have the purple one. It is called (laughs) the
1: Aolani. Aolani. So mm-hmm. which is stunning. Like we helped launch that, you know, with an ad on, on the site. I, I mean on the podcast. I loved that pen. But what the difference to me in that pen and this pen is the translucency. So the other Canalea pen that I own is the Hanama Bay, which has this yellow these yellow sections in it that are translucent. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite Canalea pens are the ones with part solid barrels, part translucent barrels. And the Aolani was essentially all solid. Like it had this really cool depth to the material, which we both discussed how we like this one has some of that depth in the material in the swirls, but then it's broken up with translucency mm-hmm. and I just can't stop like looking through the pen and the way the translucency done. If you're not looking at it the right way, it looks like a solid piece of material, right? It looks like there shouldn't be translucent materials. Like it's, kind of not noticeable it's subtle right because Mm -hmm. it's all red and that's what took me uh that's made me want to purchase right this one because Uh, there's no because it fits my right yeah it fits my aesthetic with the translucency in it Mm -hmm. right i don't know it just stood out to me more and like i'm comparing like Pins that are like nines out of tens with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, it goes into like your personal style. So we actually have a a question in the chat that's related to what I want to talk about. I've considered eyedropping this, but I started with the converter before I decided to buy it. Right. I didn't want to eyedropper it. Um, if I hadn't paid for it, um, because I didn't want to have to clean all that up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, you can hardly, I, I'm having trouble seeing the converter in here with the material so it's very very cool like you oh, do i see so it outstanding
0: one of the things about canalea pens they're all different i have mm-hmm. a translucency which i'm not kidding you is the entire body of the pen like i have one strip that goes the whole oh, wow. way down yeah i i have prime candidate for eyedroppering over here so like i can oh, nice. see the entire converter through the the side of the pen body
1: Really? So, like, I have I have a ring around um, horizontally where I can see the entire nib, a 360 degree rotation of the nib. I do not have that.
0: I can see the feed in the cap, but I
1: can't. And I can see the
0: grip section in the cap.
1: Um, So we'll take some pictures. We hadn't been able to share them before, so we can take some pictures of what we're talking about. But I love this pen. The thing that I always go back to with Canalea, and I've said this before. And I'll say it as long as it holds true. The fit and finish of the pen is better than any maker that that does this type of work, right? Any like small maker that's getting acrylics and turning them into pens, this one feels different than any other pen I own, the Canaleas do. Like I could do a blind test. You could put 10, you know, acrylic pens on a table and one of them be Canalea. I guarantee I could pick that out of the table. It feels that different, like mm-hmm. in a good way.
0: Yeah, that that they're, they're like made. They're made so perfectly. They're turned so perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's symbolic, unbelievable.
1: So I, I mean, I love this one. This is now my second Canalea that I own. That is in the collection. So Hanama Bay and now Kona Cherry. So, and that doesn't mean I, I dislike any of the other ones. I just haven't, I can't buy them all. So <laughs> I pick and choose very carefully, um, which pens, uh, I own and add to the collection. And I have, uh, I have put up the funds for the Kona cherry and I'm very, very happy with it. And I think I will eventually eyedropper it right now. I have the Penatic fire on fire. It was mm-hmm. hard to figure out what ink to go with this, um, you know so i went with an orange i was thinking about going with a bright green like the Ackermann number 28 oh, to nice. kind of go with the mm-hmm. leaves like the coffee leaves mm. but i wanted to see what this looked like with the converter compared to like filling it with a darker ink um yeah so i don't know i'm i mean i love it it's great i this is it's now my pen so yeah love it yeah i just haven't
0: yet bought it yeah right like i am very much planning to is mm-hmm. just because it, I think it was a very bold and I would say, like, on paper, risky move to go solid color, like just one color, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think Canalea's most popular pens feature multiple colors. Right. Right. Like that's the thing that they are known for, right? Like this pen looks like a beach. This pen looks like a volcano, right? Like these are very like specific designs. Or this one looks like a gecko, right? Like, or this one is like a sunset. So like all one color reduces their like ability to wow people in that way. But I Mm -hmm. think from looking at the progression over the last two pens. I think from the Aolani to this one, I think what they have they've realized is like this this kind of new depth light catching process that they seem to have fallen upon with whoever it is that's making these rods for them, is yeah. adding something new. Right? So yeah. like when you pick these up, and again this is just like like any like really good pen like this, it's impossible to photograph like to, to the point where you can understand it. But you pick it up and turn it around and it catches the light in a way that I've not seen before. And that's what we're talking about with this depth. That you look at the pens and they look like it looks like there's like chunks in it. Right? It's very mm-hmm. peculiar and, and but it makes for like a really like a really stunning finish. It's. Oh, I mean, it's so good. So
1: good. See, I see it a little bit differently than you. I think this one fits their lineup more so than the Aolani. And I think the Aolani fits their lineup. It's just that the Aolani's in the group with the gecko and with the koala mm. sunset all the solid barrel pins uh nui nalu and Mauna Kea and those pins and then kona cherry fits in with Mono, uh, maui makai which has to, i don't know what their sales rankings are maui makai has to be like number one that's my pins, first like one. a 10 10 out of 10 out of 10 like the only reason i don't own that one is because it's like really hard to pick out um, like the perfect one and also everyone that owns it owns that one. And then uh, Kaha Kai, you know, that's another very, very popular one as well. But I think this one actually fits in with like some of their most popular styles, even though like side by side, they look um pretty different, I think. But um, I think it's a really good addition to the product lineup when you line them all up uh, mm. together. Like this one really fits to me. Where the Aol- Aolani is a stunning pen on its own, but does it fit totally with everything else? I don't know. Maybe it does, but um, regardless. Like I said, this is like comparing pens that are like 9 out of 10s and 10 out of 10s with each other, right? Mm-hmm. They're all it, great.
0: <laughs> do you see the links that I put in the chat room? They'll be in the show
1: notes as well. Of,
0: of, I just took some pictures of the the my body and pen caps. You can see the
1: translucency of them. That's funny. Mine looks nothing like that. Yeah. I will take some pictures today and put them up wild? on uh, Instagram because my barrel is mostly solid. Okay. So, your second image, we'll put these in the show notes so y'all know what you're talking about. Your second image, where you see the converter, mm-hmm. that's how I see my nib, except it's wider. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep, so, yep, flip that yep. onto the nib side. And it's great. And, uh, like all the swirls line up, like when you screw the pen together, like all the swirls line up, it's just, it's dope. Um, and I don't have a lot of red pens, right? I really think it's two pen colors that I love, but I don't have a lot of, or have any red. Yeah. White and red pens. I always find very, very attractive, but I have very few of those. And, uh, so I had a white pen earlier this week with the my studio resin. And now I have a red pen like this, even though the only other red pen I have is the, uh, uh Shungyo, the platinum red one, mm-hmm. which is really, really pretty. So anyway, that's enough uh for me on, on the Kona cherry. I love it. I bought it. Um I can't really speak any more highly than that that I put my own money uh into this. So uh it, it's great. And um yeah tell him a do you wanna do you have any more to say on that or do you want to tell them a little bit about some of the changes that uh Canalea has with this yeah with yeah. this release.
0: Yeah so uh, Hugh and Carol sent service information because it's good to share it because this is not actually a typically a thing that they will do, especially with a new pen. So they're doing um, more like an online launch than they've done before. Uh, so they're calling it the Choose Your Aloha Celebration. So the Flush model, um, which is the, one of the – is that the standard model? The flush model? Pretty is
1: much so, right? The other right. ones will have, like, the cap will have, like, an overhang to the barrel. There's I, there's a lot of different models. Yeah, but there? the, the like model six that... Six different models.
0: The model that me and you have is the flush model. Yes. Right, which is, like, yes. their standard model. They have limited yes. quantities available right now for this pen, like, immediately to ship, which is very unlike Canalea to have this. It's because they ha- they were making pens to take to a pen show, <laughs> right right so they have they have some inventory um yeah usually online as a mm -hmm.
1: straight to a waiting list
0: yep they have a limited inventory right now um after this their shipping will be three to four weeks for for more of these pens um and that's for all of which is still good yeah because they're usually 12 to 16 weeks because you have to like get out of the line then yours will get made and sent so just waiting a couple of like a few weeks for these things is actually pretty amazing. So the flush model is available right now in very limited quantities. Then there'll be 3 to 4 week shipping and it's 3 to 4 week shipping for every other um for every other model. And obviously because canalator Pen Company are wonderful people, a portion of the profits of this pen are going to be donated to the Food Basket, which is Hawaii's Islands uh Food Bank and the West Hawaii uh, Community Health Center. So it's a little bit of extra information and we'll be talking about this again next week on the show too. But yep. Yeah. Just another all-star hit, like the Cannella Pen Company are like the Pixar of pen companies, <laughs> right?
1: That's fair. Yeah, they don't they don't do it a lot, but when they do it, they do it exceptionally hit well.
0: After hit after hit, mm-hmm. I yeah, wouldn't want to be Hugh and Carol, honestly, like <laughs> because I would feel so much pressure every time, you know.
1: But yeah, they do it well. Th- the longer you talk, the harder you're making of me, the, making this transition into one of the ugliest products you'll ever see in your life.
0: Amazing. Yes, what is this thing? But it's I, amazing.
1: I, well, it's like a Twisby Gold needle. That's exactly what the person said who sent this to me. Mm. So I, I got sent this link via Twitter. Uh, Dennis, thank you for sending this. And he said the exact same thing. This is, we talk about syringe filling Um, you know, cartridges or converters, Mm -hmm. and you know, you just use like the standard, you know, medical grade blunt nose tip syringes. And then other companies like Visconti have had these needle fillers things, and this is the damnedest thing I've ever seen, Mike. It's literally like a Twisby Go was turned into a syringe, and it's by Moonman, which people have heard of, you know, from their fountain pens. This is a basically a spring-loaded syringe that looks like a rocket ship. <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome, and it's only like ten bucks. Like, you know, I would I would totally buy one of these. Like, I, I'm gonna need to source one of these whenever they come. This, our link is just like to AliExpress. I don't know if they're gonna become, you know, in other places that Moonman gets carried. They probably will because I think this would do exceptionally well if this works. For the price, everyone's gonna have one of these. Who's into the stuff that we're into, right? Like it has to.
0: I mean, it looks really interesting. I wonder with the, how long is that shipping gonna be, right? If it's AliExpress, oh, I'm not
1: gonna order it from there. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna order it from there. I'll wait till it's easier to order, right? You know, if it's Moonman and it does well, there's a ton of places that carry Moonman. What's Moonman? Moon. Pens. I never heard pens. of Moonman. Yeah, they make pens. They make huh. a, they came out years ago with like a mini pin that was real popular and then like an eyedropper pin that was real popular and now they're coming out with this all is kinds obviously of one of those things where like
0: you could someone could go back and find the episode where we spoke about this, but it's been mm-hmm. absolutely erased from my own memory. We
1: haven't talked about them very much no but like we like, definitely reviewed, have
0: right like at some point probably. it's come up surely.
1: Oh yeah, because we've reviewed some of the pins on the blog before, so I'm, I'm sure it's come up. Yeah, I'm sure it's come up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that wasn't the only link I got on Twitter. Uh, a bunch of people. I don't know about you, Mike. If you got the link for uh, the new Apple mm-hmm. TV series called Home, did mm-hmm. you get this link uh, with people pin spotting in their various in the in the TV yeah. ad for this? I, I get them all the
0: time. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love this yeah. I get emails saying hey I saw this pen in the show what is it and I was like I have no idea because it's you know it's your basic black and gold pen and the, the picture quality is terrible and I can't tell you what it is but keep sending them because I think it's fascinating but this one had is, a, uh, I
0: can never tell unless it's like completely mm. obvious right like this one yeah no problem I know it's the Lamy Safari but like people yeah. send me like links to these pens that are just like black and gold and it's just like If people send them to me and they haven't tagged you, I will at that point usually tag
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this is, you know, I've, I've mentioned that I love the show Peaky Blinders and, you know, it's in the early 1900s in England and there's, plenty of pen and fountain pen usages and every time one comes up my wife like yells at me and I was like I can't tell what any of these are I have no clue like they all look the same and but they're all different so but this one yeah the white Lamy Safari it is completely thrashed I love this pen so much because it looks like crap mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the ink's linking out the nib and the connection it looks like it's never been cleaned and I I just thought it was that's that's what that's what I want to see out of people's pens right that's a pen that's well loved and well used like how can you how can you not love seeing that pop up in in a uh, commercial like this i think it was pretty neat mm-hmm. so yeah people y'all can send me y'all can send me some more i like the
0: white one with the gray accents
1: yeah it was hard to get that uh hard to get that image in there it's all blurry because it's zipped by so fast i couldn't i couldn't really get a good good shot of it but uh it's it's a mess in the best way possible i know how to clean up a mess mike Hmm. Uh, oh well like a a mess on your face yeah mess on my face help me clean it up harry's oh boy
0: needed right now this episode is brought Sweet to you by yeah. Harry's you don't want to be overpaying for razors right now Harry's knows that sometimes it's better to stay inside which is why they will ship directly to you so you can experience the quality of a Harry's shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home you should join the 10 million people who have tried Harry's you can claim your special trial offer right now by going to com slash penaddict Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. They've cut out all of the stuff in the middle. Manufacturing blades in their German blade factory has been honing precision blades for a century, which means that you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices. Harry's is super convenient. Their blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. So Brad, tell me about how you're using Harry's right now.
1: I just know that I'm happy to have, like, the stockpile of Harry's that I can just order everything online so I don't have Mm. to go to the store and pick up any of this stuff. And if any – my hair – and beard may not be looking that great in another month or two, but I know uh, my neck and cheeks will be nice and properly shaved from all of the awesome. <laughs> You're going to be very gear. confusing looking, you know. <laughs> it is. It is going to be strange. Like this is not going to go well for um, quarantine hairstyle. Uh, you know, here in the next probably month or so, it's going to, we're going to start seeing some things that I'm not sure we'll be able to unsee, but um, I know that, uh, that Harry's is, is taking care of what they can and I appreciate them for that. And you can feel good about your purchase.
0: They have a 100% quality guarantee. So if you don't love your shave, you can let them know and they'll give you a full refund. And 1% of proceeds are set aside for non-profit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better healthcare for men and veterans. Listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com penaddict. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricated strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. Hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash addict to start shaving better today. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: So I got some more Twitter linkage this mm. week, and this one was interesting, and I've, I've listened to this uh, in the past, but not mm. in a long time have I listened to the episode that really was the precursor to the pen addict and that was Mm -hmm. episode 104 of enough and we've talked about it plenty of times over the years but i don't recall that i've gone back and listened to it and i i clicked on this link we were tweeted this link of the archive of this podcast and i clicked on and i saw it so it's 34 minutes i can listen let's see how ridiculous i sound and so I re-listened to this and I kind of audited my performance on this. So we'll we'll share this link to the archived appearance if you haven't heard this a lot of you probably have. Um before I start, I want to say being episode 104 of this podcast that you were on before we even started this. You've been doing this for like a decade at least. Right? I did, like people I, don't I realize I've 10 years
0: like um Yeah. Uh 2 weeks ago I've been podcasting for 10 years
1: yeah so we've uh we've been together a really long time it seems like we've been together since like the beginning of podcasts but like (laughs) basically (laughs) but you were there way ahead of that Mm -hmm. like you were so far ahead of the curve which is why you're really good at what you do anyway that was uh that was something i wanted to say um and then basically so what i did is i i re-listened to this i took some notes I didn't realize... So this was 2011. So we started our show in 2012, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was working at JetPens at the time that y'all asked me on to be the show. You and mm-hmm. Patrick Rohn mm-hmm. asked me to be on the show. I did not recall that whatsoever. I mean, I obviously recall working at JetPens. I did not know that was the time of in my history. I worked there for 11 months. And during that time, I was on this show, which I was like, huh, really? I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't remember that little part about it. Um we the show was sponsored by Wet Frog Studios, which was Aaron Mankey's company. You, which is Aaron so Aaron Mankey is
0: now currently one of the world's most successful independent podcasters. <laughs> Back then he was uh he was <laughs> he was my designer was designing logos. He was he
1: was the seventy decibels designer and yep. designed the original Pen Attic logo and his his company was called Wet Frog Studios, which is hilarious. Um
0: and I need to just address something before we continue. Yeah, I can't stand to listen to this. Okay, because so. <laughs> I hear myself and I can't cope with it because I absolutely hate the way I sound. Like this is mm. before you know, this is early on. I had been podcasting for a year, for less than a year, maybe like around a year, maybe at this point, year and a half, something like that. Yeah. And at, over the years, everybody's voices change. I mean, your voice has changed, but your, I don't think... I mean, you may disagree, but it doesn't really sound like there's much change to your accent and stuff, but your confidence mm-hmm. is different, and that's what comes through. But for me, I spent a lot of time over the years trying to... Try, both trying to and not... And also it happening on its own, my accent changes. And yeah. I, I basically tried to just, like, smoothen out what I think are the rougher edges... And they are on show here, like big time. Oh, I can't, I can't, I don't even think I could <laughs> do a decent enough job of trying to imitate myself. Like, so yeah. I call, like, what we do now, I call it a podcast, right? But back then it was
1: podcast.
0: Oh, yes. I mm, can't okay. stand it. Ugh.
1: See, so here's, here's my notes on this. And I, t- I took several notes, mm-hmm. uh, some in the document, some mental. My notes on this are one. I sound less nervous than I thought I would be. Number two, I didn't notice any difference in your voice. Oh, that kills me. Then then to now. What was the point in because, putting all this work because, in? Because because number three, you didn't hardly talk this entire episode. Well, that's true. <laughs> that was it a was thing.
0: Literally... Like me and Patrick, we we worked together for a long time, but there was a few things going on. One, Patrick was way more comfortable than me still. Um and two, like the show really was about at that point, me being there to encourage him to talk, right? Like and so I would yeah. like ask a few questions and, and would lend. I actually I just by design I just didn't talk very much on that yeah.
1: show. So And this was specifically a me and Patrick conversation too. Correct. Right. This was a me and Patrick topic. Um I'll jump to the end here and I'm going to talk about the other things, but this kind of ties into a question I wanted to ask you is what made you, after that episode, ask me to do this? I think
0: for the reason that you noticed that you didn't really sound much different, which means that you were -hmm. were confident and and entertaining, even in your I've never Mm -hmm. done this before.
1: Yeah, right? that like, was like my, I guess, yeah, this is my first ever podcast appearance. And I was like, boy, I don't sound ridiculous. Exactly.
0: So it w- that was one of the things for me was like, well, that was really easy and felt really good. Like that, that mm-hmm. I remember having that feeling and talking about it with Patrick afterwards. And it's like, well, that was, that was great, right? Like that was super simple. Like it flowed really well. Brad was super interesting, right? And because, you know, especially by that point, I was I was interviewing people on a weekly basis, so I was pretty used to like dealing with awkward people, right? Like who just right. You had several interview shows yeah. at the time, yeah. So I was impressed by how natural it was to have to have conversations with you even though I wasn't that involved. But the conversation was still yeah. happening anyway. Because plus as well, you know, I think we had you on again as well. Yes. Um, and it, it went just as easy because I think I tried to convince you that first time. And also I was like, <laughs> in that stage, I was really trying to recruit anyone that I thought was decent, right? Because I was yeah. building, you know, like big time. Right. And anybody that I thought I could have a show with, I was pitching
1: them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. you were one of those people. Nice. I'm glad I eventually said yes. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, here's some of the notes I took just about the products we talk about. I was a huge fan of the Pilot prayer at the time. Like, and I remember now going back listening to this, I know exactly the pen and exactly why I had the pen, which is like the gray slate blue Pilot mm-hmm. prayer, which they still sell. I was working for Jet Pens, and they sent me a box i don't know how it was like a 12 by 12 box it was you know pretty large of products that had been returned that they could no longer sell right so they're like here just play around with this stuff and you know maybe you'll find something that you like some of it you won't be able to use because it's like really broken and this pilot prayer was in that box with fountain pen ink and this was stuff that i really hadn't used very much at the time and i was like oh this is interesting. I like how this pen writes. You know, it's got, it feels very comfortable. It's got a, a fine nib in it. You know, my writing is small, it, it works out well that way. I thought that was interesting. I was a huge fan of the Pilot Pereira back then. And then I talked more about fountain pens, how I was just starting to get into like the Pilot Pereira and the Lami Safari, of course, were the mm. ones that I mentioned. Um, I did mention that I wasn't pen monogamous, right? Like uh, Patrick was like, well, do you use one pen or do you just have to like have a desk full of pens and use them all? I've never been uh, a pen monogamist. Um, so I remember talking about that and that has not changed one bit. I believe that cleaning fountain pens was like a two day ordeal at the time where that's not the case anymore. Like yesterday I had three fountain pens I wanted to clean. I went in there, cleaned them, took about 10 minutes to do it, dried them off, put them back in the, put them back in the box. Like where before I would go through this whole process of like breaking them all down, leaving them out to dry after I cleaned them and then putting them back together the next day. It was like, (laughs) that was a lot. (laughs) So, um, and then we got into the pilot high tech C and the whole Kickstarter phenomenon that's around the time frame This was like, I'd already bought the pen type a by this time. And this was the time where that one set the pace for the high tech C Kickstarters. And it was like the heyday of everyone making a barrel for the high tech C after they saw the success that the pen type a had. So with some interesting topics in there, a lot of what I said holds true to today. We had a huge conversation around index cards and note cards. Huh which I found completely fascinating considering my now making of an addiction to note cards, right? We had a whole conversation about that. I'm going to be talking a lot about note cards coming up. I have some different articles I want to write about them, about note cards. And like we had that conversation about how in 2011, how I had six different types of note cards in front of me at the time we were recording, which I did not recall that at all and I kind of look at back at my my decade ago self and go, "Huh. Wow, that yeah, that was a thing back then, right? Like even then it's it's been a thing all along. It's been inside me all along. So like the things that I'm doing now, you know, it's not just some, you know, Johnny come lately thing, right? It's a thing that was built into me years and years mm. and years ago. Um so that felt kind of cool to hear that conversation. So yeah, it was interesting to hear the details of what we talked about and how much of it held true today. Like there's almost nothing in there. I don't think I wrote down anything in that show that I disagree with now other than it doesn't take that long to clean fountain pens. It's it's a pretty short thing, but like I don't know. It was interesting to me how much has changed yet how little has right it was a very it was a very accurate conversation back then for what i believed in and that holds true to today so i felt pretty good about that
0: uh i remember the pilot prayer and yeah you know and i rem- i remember because in the episode i referenced like an ivory one yep which i bought i have it I still, they still make it. yeah yeah
1: and it's still a great pen it just the prayer the problem with the prera was it became overpriced in its price range right mm-hmm. it became the high-end $50 pen mm-hmm. when it should have been like a $30 pen right you could get a better pen for 30 and they finally brought the price back down to a reasonable price point it's still a fantastic pen it's just it's just quality but it it's a weirdly priced pen for what it is so one more throwback we had mike <laughs> Big time. (laughs) Loved this picture that our friend Blake sent of a party. I can't believe this was five years ago Um, or only five years ago. It seems like longer. This was at the Atlanta Penn show at a knock party we had at the at the OG knock garage. And don't look too closely at the background of this picture because it's it's a hot mess. But Blake sent this picture and I was like, man, what a great picture. And, you know, it's got, it's got young Brad in there and young Mike in there. And, you know, we're looking, we're looking spry. And it was funny. I was like, I still have that shirt. I still have that hat. Let me go put them on Mm -hmm. and take a picture. So (laughs) I went and took a picture of me wearing the same thing I was wearing in that show. Just have in that picture, just having a little bit of fun with the, uh, with that picture that Blake sent and I just thought it was really cool. It was a very reminiscent past few days if you couldn't tell tell Mike listen to my first podcast appearance, you know, saw this picture of us missing the Atlanta Pin show. You know, it it's just was the first, first back, one, right? Oh, yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, I remember brought that party. a lot. Of uh
0: previously mentioned
1: was, Aaron Mankey was at that party. Aaron Mankey was there, Sean Blanc was there. Yep. Uh Le Reyes was there. So all all the big people <sighs> All the big time people were there, um, so yeah, that was a really, really good time. It brought back a lot of good memories. It was good to reminisce this week, I think, and uh, so yeah, I that's what that's what I've been doing this week is uh, is reminiscing a little bit, and then and then um, buying domain names for future projects. So old and new again.
0: Should we round out today's episode of an STPA question. Let's do it. All right, this one comes in from George. Are broader nibs better for shimmering inks because of a difference in wetness or a difference in surface area of the tipping? That is to say, can very wet nibs of a smaller nib size perform as well with shimmering inks as a larger nib size? How necessary do you find custom grinds to be to the fountain pen using... Oh, there's there's a few questions here. Let's t- tackle that first one first.
1: Yeah, it looks like there we got like four questions in this. Let's, yeah, the first one it definitely makes a difference, right? So broader, softer nibs are going to be better for shimmering inks because they apply more ink to the page, which allows more ink, more shimmer to flow in that ink and out the nib when the tines spread, right? So your extra fine nibs are not getting a very big spread when you're writing, you know, the, the lines on the page. So therefore you're not going to see as much shading, sheening, or shimmer. On thinner nibbed pens. Mm. So it's just a nature of the sizing. So you can get um, you know, you can get a very wet nib that's a small size, but it's still emulating something that's larger than it's natively should be, right? Take, for example, a pelican extra fine compared to a sailor extra fine, and that's like three deviations of line width yeah (laughs) you know even though it's marked extra fine it's a giant line in comparison to uh, other extra fine nibs so you can get some shading sheen and and shimmer out of that but in general the broader the nib the more you're going to see the characteristics of the ink Okay. All right. Next
0: question is, how necessary do you find custom grinds to be to the fountain pen using experience? Do you get grinds on most of the nibs you have or are you content with the normal writing performance
1: in general? So there's a lot in this question. (laughs) uh, It it begins with the word necessary. Um, They're not necessary whatsoever. Now, the second part of the question is, do you get grinds on most of the nibs you have? I prefer it that way because of how I write. Okay, So this is an individual aspect of how I personally write in a block print style. So a squared off type of nib works really well for me. And that's a cursive italic, a stub, or even an architect because of my letter shapes, forms, and how my hand moves across the page. Other people who may write in cursive scripts or other, you know, different writing angles, handedness, all of those things may not be able to use the same nibs that I have. So to me, they add to my ex- writing experience because of how I write, not the other way around. Does that make sense? Am I explaining mm-hmm. that correctly? I
0: think so. Okay. All yeah. Right, I so. don't have
1: any uh like
0: quote unquote custom grinds. I've just had things tuned to me because I haven't found a custom grind that performs at a level like that I've ever used that performs at a level where I feel like it's better mm-hmm. than a, a good stock nib, for my yeah. Right. So
1: like, so like your example of what works for you, even though you didn't have to have someone else customize it, would be something like a zoom nib, where you can get these different angles, but it's still in a way that that works for you, even though it's not a custom grind, it's a specialty nib. Is that fair? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, are there any good grinds to get on a smaller nib? Asked George. I mean. I get needle points, and I'm actually gonna get ready to send out a couple pens to get them modified only because that's how I like to write. I think they're really fun and unique, but but that's also something that I like. You can get a little bit of a cursive italic type of line variation on something as small as like a Japanese fine nib, but you're not gonna get that big, huge variation. Like I get a little bit just for regular writing. I don't expect a big, big line variation but i expect a more squared off line than a rounded tipping on a nib right so Mm -hmm. you can but i mean outside of like needle points and then some hugely uh specialized nib grinds there's really not a ton you can do but like i said it's relative you know if you ask me what i can do what a nib grinder could do to a pelican extra fine compared to a sailor extra fine those are two completely different platforms
0: and George's final question is: Do you use or recommend any Chinese fountain pens? A lot of pen BBS pens have been interesting to me, especially their filling systems. Do you have any
1: experience? They're popular. I just don't use them, just because I don't. I don't want to. S- Ten thirty dollar pens laying around doesn't benefit me when they're all kind of similar, right? Mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. try one or two. And they get good reviews, and I would certainly recommend them if that's something you're interested in based on the things that I've read about them. They just don't intrigue me enough to go out of my way to purchase them. But they seem perfectly fine. And we've reviewed a couple on the site before, and they always get good reviews. So, I mean, I wouldn't have any hesitancy buying one. I just – they're not in my rotation just because it just doesn't pique my interest.
0: Okay. All right. I think that wraps it up for this episode if you want to find links to what we've spoken about today that's relay.fm slash penaddict slash 407 you can find Brad over at penaddict.com and he's at twitch.tv slash penaddict at 10am on Tuesdays and Thursdays that's Eastern Time uh, go to knock.co to get your paper goods. Uh, where, if you go to our website, relay.fm/slash penaddict, or on our show notes, you can see a link to become a member of Relay FM and help support this show. If you like what we do and want to give us some money and get some cool perks in, uh, in return, then please subscribe, become a Relay FM member, and help support the Pen Addict podcast. Uh, Brad is at Dowdyism on Twitter, Pen Addict on Instagram. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and we'll be back next time. Thank you so much to Harry's and Penchillay for their support. Say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.